0: welcome back film fans this is beer bourbon and movie i'm tawana and i'm vaughn and we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film the taste of a good beverage and everything in between we're glad you joined us so sit back film fans beer drinkers and bourbon lovers alike this is episode six <laughs>
1: Alright everyone, this week we got some great movies to to talk about We did three movies this week So we wanted to share because the summer is starting So we might as well kick it all out The first movie, we got The Mummy Then it comes at night And finally, Wonder Woman So Tawana, because it's, you know, the summer months, I decided I'm going to have a little Jack Daniels. I'm going to Lynchburg, Tennessee, and have what everybody orders in the bar, some Jack Daniels. And I'm going to make some Lynchburg lemonade. But right now, because, you know, the thing about Jack Daniels is smooth. It's got a little charcoal flavor. It's been in those barrels down in Tennessee for a while. It just goes good with so many things during the summertime. So I recommend it. And I'm going to have a couple of beers with you also today.
0: Absolutely. I'm so glad you are crossing the line for once in a time.
1: <laughs> I know, right?
0: So because we are we are reviewing these sort of popular popcorn summer movies, I chose a popular summer beer, Blue Moon's Summer Seasonal Beer. It's called Summer Honey Wheat. The beer with more name changes than a professional athlete. Today's Blue Moon Summer Honey Wheat is crafted with Clover honey, orange peel, for this sort of refreshing taste that uh, makes you feel like uh, sun-soaked summer days. So I really love it. So let's go. All right, so let's
1: get started with uh, The Mummy with uh, Tom Cruise. Hated it. It was quite a thrill ride, everybody. This movie literally threw everything in but the kitchen sink. Everything. And I don't necessarily know what movie I went to see because it was a little bit of an action film. Then you had a little bit of the the horror mommy genre because it was, I don't know if it was a reboot of the original because it was really like a, a totally different story, a
0: reimagining entirely, yes,
1: totally reimagining. But then they had this whole element of Jacqueline Hyde, and and so it just had so many things going on, a lot of action sequences and, and and thrills from the stunt perspective because you know Tom has to do all his right. stunts, so
0: and prides himself on it.
1: You got a lot of that, but I don't necessarily know. If it moved the story along, or if it was just part of the show, it was a spectacle, is what it was.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this film in terms of more than what I hated it about it. You know, it's not much <sighs> went on. It was just a complete dud to me. It's just so much so that after the opening scenes we saw this together, I was nodding off. There was the oh, opening yeah, scenes. Yeah, there up. was the opening scenes. And then it was all this explanation.
1: Well, they had to explain everything because they kept throwing different things. One and minute it was about the mommy. One minute right. it was about this war. They were in Iraq. It's right. like well, or Afghanistan. No, it was Iraq. So it was like well, everything is going on here. And then there was this thing about this cult of evil. Yeah. So there was a whole lot happening. It was
0: just in
1: I, one story.
0: I mean, mind you, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful of the film. I was just fucking bored. Every time they had this great. Like action scene. Then it was this like this grand, you know, introduction, a- epilogue
1: of some new of idea, some new idea mm-hmm. that they
0: were going to present. Instead of them just exhibiting the idea, they would just tell us like we're idiots, and I guess some people are, but we were not. And I did not need that, and it bored me to fucking tears so much so that you woke me up twice. <laughs> well, you so know, it's
2: kind of like literally like throwing it in your face.
0: They weren't. They were just like, This is what's gonna happen, so much action. And then like it was just like conversation, 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 which none of it really had to do with Tom Cruise. Well it was more about exposition of what was good and ready to exposition is exactly then
1: you know and and that's fine if you wanna set the pace for the story and, and give people some understanding. And I think but we had the fact that we had two or three stories going so on. So many Because, you know, it was initially about the mummy and the fact that she was this princess who killed her father and her younger brother because she wanted to inherit the throne. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it. But and which would have been a great story within itself. If it was about the empowerment of this woman who was gonna rule over Egypt. You know, mm-hmm. I get that. That would have been a great story. Right. Then they strayed off of that, and then they went to this whole thing with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and him trying to Control all the powers of evil in the world, right. As some kind of experiment, and that was um,
0: that was Russell Crowe.
1: Russell Crowe's character, and and so I was like, well, what what happened to the mummy story? Yeah, you know, because it you was really about him and his cult of people trying to capture this mummy to control her power,
0: right? But then they also tried to humanize her a little bit, right? And even when she was in chains, she had this sad little face on, and her whole story about how her legacy would have been taken over by her brother. And it just it then they went back to Jekyll and Hyde. And then it was a thing about Tom Cruise's apparent thievery and his low character. Right. And it was just like...
1: Well, that kind of set the groundwork for him being the perfect vessel for this evil that was going to take him that on. That had
0: very little to say.
1: You know, but had, then his dialogue was so minimal. strange in the movie. I'm like, well, you to be the the main actor in this film no. he may have said it was Russell Crowe maybe two or three pages of dialogue and the total. woman
0: who played the the other archaeologist scientist, mm-hmm. scientist. Mm-hmm. that was it and and his annoying sidekick who was more annoying than Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool
1: he was comic relief and I loved Deadpool and it was no
0: comic relief to who was
1: the there was no
0: comic relief he's
1: um, that guy from the
2: New Girl he's the, the guy from the New Girl the
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, trying to remember his name.
2: After Jason Sudeikis. Yes, he's the, he's the deputy mayor of Brooklyn. His, his yes, current, after yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Yeah,
0: yeah. He is the deputy mayor of Brooklyn. <laughs> 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 it's so true, but it was the same thing. It was like, um, he was his name is Jake Johnson.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jake. He was, and he had some moments. Tawana wasn't into it, but it's it's definitely. That's pretty big for him man, to land that It is a big, of big kind of role for him, and there was potential. If he was there. funny, if he was funny, he had moments a of well. funny. She was annoyed, right. but it, it, I had,
0: I had, I laughed at a couple parts, but it's
1: a boy. He, he brought in the boy movie comedy, right? But he was, it was just a boy movie. Here's
0: the thing: there's a difference between funny and comic timing. Like say Get Out,
2: mm-hmm.
0: his comic guy, his friend had moments all on his own that mm-hmm. were genuinely funny. Yeah. All this guy did was bitch like a girl standing behind you in a fucking uh, bathroom line. Right. He was just like, Oh my god, I hate this. Oh my god, we're gonna die. Oh my god, we're gonna die. Oh my god, we're gonna I was just yeah. like, Shut the fuck up. Right. You've nothing to impart. His best parts was when he was dead. But
1: yeah, but we need we had to get him there. He had to die first. And he was the first victim I don't think of the we mommy. Get him there. And he just so if if anybody remembers the the mommy with Brandon Fraser, there's mm-hmm. always some sidekick guy yeah, yeah, that has yeah. to die first. That brother was and, funny, and he played that character right. basically. What well, that was funny. I think that it just kind of it missed the mark because it was trying to be too many things, and it's it's getting overshadowed during this movie time because it's up against Wonder Woman, and no movie right now is going to beat Wonder Woman. We'll talk about Wonder Woman later, mm. but the whole thing is it's it it was just trying to do too many things, and many the many. fact that. We strayed away from the story, because in the very beginning, it was this
0: huge
1: action sequences and and explosions and da 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 to lay the groundwork.
0: And to lull you in.
1: To to get you into what you think is your typical um, Tom Cruise movie. It could have been MI2 or MI6 or any of those films, which kind of made you feel like that at first. And then all of a sudden, it, it went to The Mummy, and then it moved into this other place, and and then it's over. It's and because it's, it I think genuinely weird.
0: because the nineteen ninety nine mummy with Brandon Fraser and Rachel Weiss and the, the sidekick was John Hannah, who's far better than this guy, Jake Johnson. Um, they started off the film with their characters, right? Mm-hmm. And they explained who their characters were and how they were separate initially. And then they went into this grand story of a moon and yes. the priest and their grand love for each other and why he would want to bring her back. And you were sort of romanticized into and it. And you
1: kind of fell into and it because you, you want to into, follow their story. You
0: fell into that story mm-hmm. and then you fell into the whole, it was an the whole Brandon Fraser yep. Rachel Weisz, um, John Hanna story. Mm-hmm. And then they blend together, right? So this had none of that. There was supposedly a romantic storyline between Tom Cruise and the archaeologist, uh, blonde, and that was horrible. We never even formed that. Then this. Well, they st- tried
1: to keep hitting on it, like they had they some kind of to- previous right. one night stand relationship. Okay, this but- one night
0: stand that she turned into, like being like, "Oh my God, I'm so upset that he might be hurt." And then he did the same thing, but how could we jump from you kind of being a dick and leaving her in a lot of parts of the movie? Yeah, he left her several he times. He left her several times. To
1: die by herself. To
0: her being like in this <laughs> in this precarious place in the film and him nearly crying about it. And then vice versa, and then she nearly crying about him. I don't believe you're you're, you're you are you you can not juxtapose that without building it. Right,
1: there needed to be. There was some kind no character structure about it. There was no. There.
0: there was no. There was no intent. It just. I don't know. For me, it had way too many things going on, and I just think the previous film was written so well and blended the characters so appropriately.
2: You mean better than the Scorpion King? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, well, ten times better I mean, than the Scorpion King. Better, better, better CGI and practical effects than the Scorpion King. I cuz that was the last mummy movie. Now like, you're being disrespectful? disrespectful. Am I being dis- Oh, Alex no, no, the last one. Sorry. No, the last one was with with, the, with, the, with with Jet Li. I thought, Dwayne, I, thought the, I thought Dwayne Johnson. You no. can't do no wrong. But sir. he was in sir. the first of the Scorpion. He was in the King second
0: film. Once. Yes. Which is the second mummy. The third but, one was Jet Li.
1: But there was several incarnations. There was one actually after that too.
0: What? Which had
1: some nobody actor because nobody was wanting to sign on for it of the Scorpion King hmm. trilogy.
0: Right. So Oh yeah, because but then they branched off. But it's it's a sad we're, so we're, not, gonna, we're not, not gonna we're not, not gonna go there.
1: Well, but, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's let's sort go of of back of, to this bad movie. God sabotage We don't have to <laughs> We
2: don't have to go back I'm, I'm, into the depths. I'm pretty of much that done movie. with this movie. Well, so Well okay no, so, so here's the thing is like Tom, Tom Cruise does have there is precedent for him to be kind of a, a lowlyish character because that's that's kind of what he plays in um, the Edge of Tomorrow. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? So I was kind of thinking, like, I had heard from another friend that he had... He, ha- he was kind of playing the, the heel mm-hmm. he of is, sorts, he right? He was playing the heel.
1: Yes, he was. Um, yeah.
2: But he did such a good job of that because he kind of like very reluctantly fell into it and then right. he kind of took it on eventually, but it was he didn't just snap his fingers and become the good guy. So in this one, did he snap his fingers and become the good guy? Or was no, he kind of the bad guy the ever. whole time? Ever. He was it, the
0: bad guy. It, it just happenstance. Time. It was all yeah. happenstance And he him. just was forced. And this movie, guy. in
1: general, I think he did this movie to finance this is his next piece maybe his right. next project this was, movie was, there was really no reason for him to be in this film at all i was looking it for could the psychology
0: part of this film
1: i wanted tom hardy in this role <laughs> tom hardy would never do this tom kind hardy of tom hardy wouldn't do this. Uh, <laughs> nah. tom Still, hardy would never I do this i want this tom kind tom of hardy to in be this role. written better which right.
0: primarily is always the problem if it's not written well it won't flow well it,
1: it there was just so but i'm i'm telling you this movie and we're going to find out this movie had to be I'm going to do this piece. Even though nobody wants to be in this, Yeah, I'm going to do this because I want you to finance my next film. You know how Hollywood works. It's all mm, a, yeah. a game, leverage game. And I think that's what was Really, Scientology
0: really funds a lot of Tom Cruise's production company. Well, so
1: if I they can make another ma- majo- yeah.
0: minority report, it, it would work out.
2: Well, no. <laughs> I, I, Did Scientology I have... fund minority
1: report?
0: They fund a lot of his stuff.
1: Damn, and, that, and who knows where it all come, where the money comes they from. Think
0: about all his movies since the 90s. If they're not alien-based, there's some sort of futuristic like world being created or governed by the government. So you and think
2: L. Ron Hubbard
1: is, is somewhere wheeling and dealing in the back of all these people's
0: minds? L. Ron Hubbard is long dead, but his I successors I think Tom Cruise is
2: aware that if he includes extraterrestrials in his films, <laughs> the base production costs of around 20, 30 million are probably gonna be covered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And
1: that's possible. Who it's knows? It's
2: that fallback. I'm, cash.
0: I'm, think about how many. Warner how Brothers many, throws
2: in there 30, How 40. many
0: alien films you Tencent
1: done. throws in
2: there 30, 40. He's well, he
1: won't f- ever have to worry about this. This this, this mummy will be rebooted 10 years from now and they'll go back to the original formula. They right. way, really hope they They're way off on this one. Yeah. This one's gonna go. To HBO or somebody. Yeah. And people will be watching it in the fall. And that that's fine. I just I would not recommending
2: it'll, yeah. it'll be a big TV release. I wouldn't I recommend so, yeah.
1: seeing this even if you had nothing else to do. Just stay home.
0: For me, overall, there was really no need for this reimagining. But between the very unfixed storyline and Tom Cruise's bad acting, I recommend for cable or streaming when available.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Find something else. Watch a kids movie. So, move on
2: with your life. You know, here's the thing. Actually, okay, this movie's done surprisingly well domestically. It was, sh- I want to say, slaughtered and shattered in the same word. Slaughtered. <laughs> Shit upon is the word yeah. you want to use. It, <laughs> did, it only did 32, 32 mil domestic, but it did a hundred and forty-one million foreign. Right, because they think it's just another American movie, a big, mo- big That's blockbuster. That's incredible.
1: Because it looks like a blockbuster movie, but it, there's nothing to this movie. Uh-uh. But it's it it's, really it's nothing. people thinking they're getting a bite of America. They're getting some understanding of America.
2: And so, because when you said he just wants to finance his next production, yeah, I did. was like, but if it lost money, then no one's going to find it. But then I see, so yeah, the budget was 125 well, he has. That's pretty low for a Tom yeah, Cruise film. Well, absolute. not low, but it's like... You know it's it's right. not an easy- not a hard amount of money for him to raise
0: right but oh, he no. has an instant fan base, so people are going to go see yeah. it just because it's Tom Cruise or Will Smith or Jamie Foxx or you know uh you know any of those that would be in it, Ryan Reynolds, you know people are going to go, oh well, his films are always so good.
2: It's already made fifty million already, and it hasn't done streaming or anything so I guarantee he's already fifty it won't, million in the pocket, so it
0: won't go past a month, maybe not even a couple weekends,
2: yeah. It'll be people, like it'll be like that early Google it's access. That early Google. Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Because people were excited to see it, but they all walked out there sad.
2: Yeah, the trailer did look. Because
1: people literally said, "Well, I don't know what I just saw."
0: Yeah, they literally said that. I don't that's know that's that's and that's disturbing. That's disturbing
1: in any kind of movie when people just don't know what they just. Because the Brendan Fraser mummy was so fun. Yes. It was so much a fun, fun movie.
0: And so cool to see.
1: It was actually one of my first DVD purchases because yeah, I wasn't was a fan of, my of purchasing DVDs. It was, but with that film, I was like, oh, this was so much fun. I enjoyed it so much. I want to take this home.
0: It was the first time I ever noticed uh, Rachel Weisz. Yes. And after that, I was like, ooh, I like Rachel Weisz. She's
1: good. She's got a movie coming out this summer. We'll probably be reviewing My Cousin Rachel.
0: My Cousin Rachel, mm, Rachel. Which yeah.
2: Is, she looks very interesting in that, too.
0: Very creepy, by the very way. interesting. Right. I really so, like it.
2: Final uh, final thoughts on this one. Final reviews, ratings.
0: Um yeah, I gave it, but I'll do it again. You know, overall, yeah. uh, there was really no need for this. I think uh, just between just the the the, the crazy storylines, the multiple storylines, Tom Cruise bad acting. I just I recommend cable or streaming. Don't even do it.
1: Right, I recommend just don't waste your time, energy at all. Just watch something else or read a book. <laughs>
0: That's harsh. <laughs> it is what it is.
2: All right, next movie. <laughs>
0: All right, next movie is It Comes at Night by Trey Edward Schultz. Schultz. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. Is there an L? It's an S H U L T S. Schultz.
2: Schultz. Yeah. Schultz, yeah. <sighs> I hate the <damn> foreigners.
0: <laughs> Almost so much better at pronouncing this than than our sad American Just cultured. Are, just travelled, You know? It's, it's, been places. It's called non-American. Talk to people. And I'm sorry you know, that I'm not more... Watch, like...
2: watch movies with <laughs> subtitles. I don't know what to say. but <laughs> well, you know we don't like that. I love a, a foreign
0: film. <laughs> yeah, okay. Far more than I like an, a good American film.
2: Foreign is in, like, Canadian or... is in
0: everyone who's better than us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Whatever. Anyway, so... Um, this is It Comes at Night, and so basically, it's about this family sort of stranded in the woods in this post-apocalyptic world, it seems, where this mysterious illness um, affects people. Uh, we don't, we're don't. we unaware of the pathology, and we're not told through, through the film how it's caught, uh, but we know they're afraid of it. They're also afraid of the night. Um, this film is definitely not what the trailers pretended to be. Or,
1: yeah it's being yeah. it's being packaged as one thing, but it's really more of a, a psychological thriller. Psychological it's a character thriller. study for... Definitely 100% a character, of a character study yeah because these people are literally trapped in this house mm-hmm. and it, and so they have to interact with each other and, and interact in a way that one it's a family mm-hmm. in, in interaction but it's also a situation where there's danger outside whether it be from this virus, or whether it be from other survivors coming for to be there or to take the, the threat is that survivors. they're gonna take something that you may have or that they may have the virus and kill you you know so there's always this threat from
0: outside it seems very post post-apocalyptic but we never really go outside of the woods in which the family's home resides in yeah they
1: kept and, the movie very close yeah
0: and so it's 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 basically this family in the woods who helps another family and um, all this suspicion and a play of morality comes into play and it's not so much what will the virus do but what do you do when when put into a situation do you keep your sense of morality your st- strong character structure do you become another person do you become the evil you really fear you know
1: the answer to that for me would be yes i would kill everybody
0: i would kill everyone
1: i would totally kill everybody and and yes. and in this film you the characters had the experiences. I I love the, the guy who played the father uh, in the film.
0: Yeah. Um Joel. Joel Ar,
2: Ar, not Ar Arderton? Um, uh, No, not, no no no. Yeah, I know who you mean.
0: Um Joel, yeah, Edgerton.
2: Edgerton,
1: yeah. He's Australian. been in, he's been he in several Australia? movies. What I like about him as an actor, when he's smart enough to know He plays guys a lot too. If I want to be in a movie, I've got to be a producer or a director or some back behind the scenes role. He's done that in several of his latest films.
0: Well, yeah, like he does Black Mass, Warriors, The Gift. He's done a lot. Of I've stuff. seen
1: Warriors, great. I've like seen Warrior. a Warrior. lot of his last 5 films, I guess. And
0: He plays creepy ones. Well. He's
1: always involved in the production behind them. That's and good. what I think is interesting is in Loving. This movie, he was such a he was trying to protect his family. You know what I mean. He was trying to protect his family by any means necessary, and 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 he did that. He did what any father would do, any husband would do in this crisis situation. And I don't believe that initially, whatever this crisis that brought them there. I don't think he was that kind of guy because it was even described as him being, I was a teacher. He was a
0: history teacher. Right,
1: I was a teacher. He wasn't one of those survivalists or one of those people who thought the world was going to end and I got to fight and kill and do whatever. He was just a man trying to protect his family. And I think that this, as the story evolved, it, it's what happens when people are locked in a room together and you start questioning people's motives and you're, you're, you're wondering what did you mean by that oh I thought you said you had a brother and well, well where are they you know well, yeah. it's like a, you're questioning everything that
0: happens it's like being on a jury you know it's like sitting in a room with 12 people right and suddenly you're all fighting over the same thing
1: but to me I don't think the the hard that we're led to believe that this movie is it's not about the horror from
0: outside. It's not it's the, about horror the horror from inside. It's the horror from inside. It's like who will you become and mm-hmm. what will you do? Because essentially all that all that transpired in the film was very unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And at the end you're kinda like, fuck, that was all for nothing. Like yeah. damn, I'm really fucked up by that. I really hoped and wished that wouldn't have happened because it just it was just it was also mixed with so much suspense and tense nature that has sort of won me over. Not in the sense, because it was this horror, but like we just said, it was a study of people that do whatever they are meant to do when pushed to the edge of sort of insanity and the the edges of desperation. You know, I just, the, the way it was shot too, so, the shot to shot was very mm-hmm. immersive. Yep, it was very claustrophobic. We were literally in the house, or so we were in the woods. Mm-hmm. That was it. And, and you
1: felt, you felt very confined. Even in you the were woods, totally even in the woods, you were very confined because yeah. all these huge trees, and they yeah. they literally did not stray, but so far yeah. away from the house. Period. Yeah. But you felt like you were just totally surrounded by the by the nature itself. And then within the house, and the house was all boarded up, and there was yeah, very and so little was dark. outside light. And they use very, very good techniques of lighting they used in this yes, film. Yes, it was a lot and, of natural lighting. And moving lighting. those lanterns around and yeah. how they did it. It was a lot it of was, natural lighting. It was masterful in the fact you know, that they the were able to build lights. the intensity of that. And, the, and, you know, everybody's a little afraid of the dark. We get that as kids. You know, you just, it, it's really about being afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. And being afraid of what's behind that door. Cool. I remember as a kid, I used to always be afraid of what was in the closet. Like, there was got to be something in there or some monster under the bed. Right. You know, so it kind of played on that with that red door always being locked.
0: Well, that red door was beautiful, too. The red door was the only entrance and exit in and out of the house. They boarded everything else up. And that was your only in and out. And so it was it was either your lifeline or the end of your life. Right. And so the, the hallway that led to the door was just beautiful, like, Slanted hallway, sort of like in. It felt like in the eaves of a house. Yeah, and framed with
1: photographs. What frame? photographs of the, of the past
0: of the family. Yeah, so this sort of like done. this sort of like you know previous life told just walking by in, and mm-hmm. they would always have these lanterns, and the 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 hallway would be completely pitch black, and we were always a fly on the wall. So when he walked through the hallway, even when we were just looking at him from 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 a master shot where he would be approaching us he would either be approaching us or he would be walking away from us or we would always be in these sort of like D.A. Penny Baker styles. It, it would, who is a master cinematographer, I mean, uh, a documentarian if you guys don't know, highly look him up. But he, he was known for framing um, people from behind so that you could always see what they would see and then they would leave you for a second and we would see them become enveloped in what was happening in the room. And that happened constantly, it would be, okay, we're afraid of walking down this hallway in the right. dark with this lamp. And now we're afraid because he's left us, and we see what could happen to him in this giant landscape yeah. of woods or in this dark room. So now we're we're sort of led to feed off our own sense of fear, and it plays on our emotions. And I love that we just, we're, we're always a spectator. Even in the sense when we were lost in the teenage son, Travis's dreams.
1: Right. And Travis, the, the young man who played Travis in the film. Yes. He's... We've been seeing some interesting films lately with a lot of young, young actors. Young actors, And young. this young man...
0: His name is Kelvin Harris Jr.
1: I I really hope he does some things in the future because he was really, really good and he carried his part so well. Yes. Playing the angsty teenager who wasn't bitching and moaning, but he was very, he was a loner. He was well.
0: He was the only teenager. He old. was troubled. He felt was. Left in the he kind of was
1: stuck in the yeah. world. Tragedy was happening around him. It opens with the with the grandfather dying, and so From he, this he was mysterious kinda, illness. He just kind of felt very lonely and very lost, and he would kind of move around the house and listen. Audio played a very interesting part in this film too. Music did too. There was very little music, but it was the a sound. lot of sound. It was a lot of fully because he was listening to. Conversations that were happening in the mm-hmm. house, and, and there was a lot of things like that, and there was, it, which also led to that eerie feeling that you got. Yes, because everybody thinks about well, what what was that noise that I just heard. You know, right. when, you're, when you're you heard a, every noise when you're in a big house, you're you literally hearing shudder. everything. You're hearing steps on the wooden floors, yeah. and they they really captured that sense of ominousness in the house.
0: Well, I think it was just also because I mean, you they had some really good actors in here. I mean, they had. You know, Joel, they had our girl Carmen from Alien. Carmen. Yeah, she was
1: back again. I this hu-jo? is her summer.
0: I jojo? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, two episodes to one. I can't get this woman's name right. I'm really sorry. It's disrespectful. But I'm really hoping I'm saying your name right, Carmen. We love you. You're a fantastic actress. But it was her. It was Kelvin. The uh, the father of the family that they helped out, his name is Christopher Abbott. He, he was, was good. very good, too. Very good in it. Um, so was his wife. Oh, his. we know his wife. Um. Raleigh Cano. What was she in? Um, she's been in a lot of stuff, but she's related to um, she's she's the granddaughter of Elvis Presley. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. okay. Well, good for her. Um,
0: she's also very good. She was in Mad Max. She was in The Runaways. I, I've seen her in so many different things. She's got she's got quite a little, quite a little following. Out and of her. she had this a very discovery.
1: Her part was very. It was very simple, but it was it was needed for the film. We needed that tension in the film.
0: Well, she was also she also had a bit of levity too. She was like mm-hmm. the pretty girl that she Travis, was the normal moment. She was the normal moment that mm-hmm. Travis found himself attracted to because she was the only other woman besides so his mama in, in the, the house. house. Yeah, and um, he was attracted to her right, pretty much right off the back. Um, and 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 she added she added a sense. I feel like she added a sense of humanity. I feel like both the women added a sense of humanity.
1: Well, you needed it because it was, it was, it was so dark. first of all, it was what would men do in a crisis? Yes. You know what I mean? How would you handle this? You, you're supposed to be the protector of your family. Yes. Both men were about protecting their family, no yes. matter what they had to do, no matter what they had to experience. Their ultimate goal was about making sure their family was okay. Right. And so that's, that's the role of the men in the house. Right.
0: And so the women brought a sense of humanity, and Travis sort of like bridged the gap in between. Because he he also led us through this story of mystery mm-hmm. and intrigue. He was a great character structure. He went yeah. through so much loss in the film, right? And yet everyone else went through similar losses, but he really the impact felt it. of
1: it was on him. Most and you of the time. you
0: could see his imp, the impact that that affected him and how he was very upset by all these things that happened. And yet he was trying to balance his sense of desire and attraction to this woman. I'm sure he had some sexual feelings that he needed to express, but couldn't do it in this sort of sense. Because also, you know, they walked around with masks and gloves and really didn't didn't do it all the time. But at night or if somebody had died or there was some sort of fluid um, or they'd touch someone new, they would immediately wash up and do all that. So, you know, he he led us through this sort of mystery and— I really, really did appreciate their sense of uh character structure in this, yeah super it strong.
1: was it was like I said, I think I don't think the movie is what people think it is when it, it is comes not to what that, they think it it's is. not that movie, No. it's actually potentially better than that movie, and I think that um I'm glad that people are being tricked into seeing it because I don't know if you would necessarily go to see this movie. On its own, is very art house to me. Not but many I think, people have
2: seen this movie, and I it get is it. Art I get it. House. It did six million dollars,
1: and of course,
0: well, the people that totally there makes wasn't sense a lot to of people me. when we went to see it in the theaters. And when it was over, they were not happy
1: because they didn't know what they saw. They didn't know what they They saw. bought into. They bought into, they the, into the thriller trailer of it. They thought there was going to be some kind of monster or some kind of thing coming after. These well, people. the trailer
0: leads you to believe that it's like some sort of del- deadly illness that's going to kill everyone, and someone's going to eventually come through this door, and they yes. had to sort of fortify it, and then. So it's sort of like Cabin in the Woods, where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we're in this this cabin in the woods, and or
1: Evil Dead, or Evil Dead, <laughs> and
0: like this disease comes to right. us to visit us, and so once we think we've eliminated it, because you know anyone who would die, they would dig a hole and bury bury them, right, and then burn or burn, them. burn them. No, yes. they buried and burned them, so everything had to go. It's like
2: Double the work though.
0: Yeah, but they they did it because well, they, they kind of
1: threw them in a the hole and then set them on fire. But, it wasn't really well, they, they they well, they well they dug up. a hole. They didn't. Them in they them. didn't throw the dirt on the hole. Well, essentially, they just threw them in a the hole and so set it on buried? fire. So half buried.
0: Are we saying half buried? They just
1: needed a place to set the fire. It's okay, like so pit. they
0: killed them or they died. They put them in a the hole and buried and mm-hmm. burned them.
1: And okay. burned them. You know, okay. it's all right. I get what you're saying. It was a purity.
0: It was a yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was basically a purifying mm-hmm. process to eliminate I think all that
1: thought and, and mind and, also, and spirit. And also, it's about what you do with your warriors when they die. You, right. You, you burn them. It was
0: also like an honor, I guess, yes. in a sense.
1: So, but, what I, but what I do think that's interesting about this film and, and, and all these apocalyptic stories, you yeah, never get to... We never get to what causes these things to happen. I guess they want us to imagine what that could be for ourselves.
0: Well, they want you to play. They want to play on your own fear. I mean, a lot of mes scene was was done on it, which is just like everything happens within that one frame. There's no cutting. Yeah, there was. There's not no in that. and out. Oh no. There was them walking down a hallway, or them walking down down a path, or. You just running alongside of them, or the ride in the car was just all claustrophobic. Yeah,
1: but you never there was no cuts to go from one piece. There of were the no story cuts. It was
0: totally scene, which is everything happens in frame.
1: Very interesting, though. Like I said, it was it the problem that I think people are going to have with it, and we noticed that yesterday as we watched these together, Tawana and I, <laughs> is that people are so conditioned for a certain kind of movie especially during the summer yes. you, either, you get either an action flick a, a comic book flick or a horror yes and this film didn't fall on the, the traditional lines of any yeah. of that even though it packaged itself initially as a horror I'm, it, it yeah. wasn't that, it was a, it was definitely a psychological
0: thrill I, I would have liked to seen us in the winter or the fall right, um, where all the smart films are closer to the Oscars, where, where all the smart films are, yes and Although this wasn't you know, the popcorn movie like, like the other two, it, it was something that was on my radar, so that's why we went to see it, because I, I was really interested in seeing that besides just what we were going to see. And I just thought that was um, way too smart for this time of year. And I think, I think it would've got a better reception
2: mm-hmm. later
0: in the year. People are just looking for stuff like Wish Upon, or Saw, or The Conjuring, or um, Ouija, they're mm-hmm. looking for those films, and yeah, I get it because they just want to be scared and walk away, you know.
1: But I, I just I want I want Hollywood to make more films like this. I don't want us of to course. always be.
0: Well, they're going into smart horrors. Look yeah. at you know, um, uh, what's the breathe movie? Um,
1: oh, the don't breathe. Don't
0: breathe, mm-hmm. or um, don't breathe. Lights out was was smartly done too. Yes. I think. Um, and I think they're, they they definitely need to to reach towards that because we're over the the Pope Gore right Saw series and we're over
1: Final Destination. We're over Final destinations. Kind
0: of <laughs> and it looks like we're going full circle back to where horror used to be in the seventies and eighties mm-hmm. when you would. Use suspense as a tool to scare the shit out of you.
1: And what was beautiful about the suspense that was in it comes at night. It, it wasn't driven by the music.
0: It wasn't driven by there the music. There was no
1: shock. There was no
0: shock. Of it was the music. It was literally driving. driven, driven by you, really. Because yeah. it really, it really determined what your sense of fear was. I can't. You know, they teach us a lot of things in film school, but and it's all about psychology, really. It's really all about how to fuck your mind while you're watching this imagery. And to lead you to believe things are what they are in terms of how I'm dictating it to you. But I like that sense of horror because no one can scare you like you can scare you. Right. Me walking down a dark hallway and you walking down a dark hallway is two different experiences. Right. And I think by them doing this and sort of turning it on its head, it definitely aided to that. I just, I just, mm, yeah. I really wish it would have gotten a little bit of a later release, because right. I fear that it won't be as, as substantial this and, time. Of and
1: year. and you know, and I, I, I liken back to that last scene in the movie where you saw the father and the mother sitting at the table, just staring at each other, staring at each other with an empty. That that said so much. That
0: did say so to much, me.
1: and it was like. Wow, we we went through all of this. went through
0: all of this for nothing. Right. It's such just, such loss, such absence right. now. And it just... So many pieces are missing. There was
1: so many tragic moments in in that one scene. Yeah. But that's the art of good direction and good acting. Yeah. We, we saw that on the screen and we, we felt something. And what was tragic to me was that the audience didn't get it because they were so busy being... The, the common viewer yeah. was so busy being disappointed that they didn't get a slasher hacker uh 28 days later film right that
0: well you, they had to deal with what to they be honest to you know in our row there were like two sleepers who were like snoring so badly right sort of like <laughs> how you
1: slept through the mummy
0: i was, slept yes yeah. two little two little fade outs does not mean sleep okay i nodded off okay as my dad would say i rested my eyes yes, for a did. sec but you yes. snapped me out of it. Yes. I ate some popcorn. I got back on board, but yes. the mummy was fucking ridiculous. Okay. But and um,
1: back to it comes at night. <laughs>
0: I, anyway, I think you know overall this is my that's your spin final it? thought of it. it comes at night. <laughs> that was my final spin of the mummy. The mummy okay. gross. Um, but my final take on it is this: as a spectator, I really enjoyed getting lost in these these people's world. And I appreciate how it used my own sense of fear to frighten me. And its use of character structure is so strong that I really appreciated it. And I thought, um, although it wasn't it, the typical traditional horror, it was, it was a bit of a thriller. And the, the story just led us to uh, another conclusion. And I think that's what you have to do. Make your own conclusions about whether you're going to see this or not based on our review because... Uh, I highly think it's worth seeing, but as we saw in the theaters, maybe not if you're not that type of viewer. Right.
1: Well, for me, this is my kind of movie. I like movies like this. I like movies that make me think. It 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 frightened me in a different way, but it was also about the human condition and what a human will do when put in a certain situation where, where you feel like either your life is threatened or if someone you love's life is threatened, what you would actually do and how you would carry yourself and what you would... what what limits you would go to. And I think this movie mm-hmm. showcased that 100%. <laughs> I will see it again when it comes on HBO or Showtime. Oh, yeah. I will watch it then. I
0: will probably Also, it. and I'll
1: tell other people to watch it because it's one of those things where you really need to think about, you know, the things that are happening around you and how you would carry yourself. Because I think we have some idea, but until we're put in a situation, oh, yeah. you never know what you're going to do.
0: You never know, but I'm pretty certain I'd kill every motherfucker in the room.
1: Yeah, I'm one for saying I'm going to kill you first and then ask questions later. Wait,
0: what does what uh, uh, Sam Jackson say in uh, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie Brown? Brown? When you have to kill absolutely every motherfucker in the room, right. except those substitutes, Right.
1: So you <laughs> know, everyone wow. would die. But like I said, for me personally, I would definitely recommend the film and I,
0: I would want people to see it yes. and talk to I, people about it. So let's move on to the very last film of the show. Best for last. Best for last. Wonder Woman. All right. Okay. Directed by Patty Jenkins.
1: Go Patty Jenkins. Female director making big moves this summer.
0: Doing it. I'm really happy about that. I will say this. I was not excited about this film. Maybe they'll kick me out of the sapphic society. I don't know whether it's going to happen. But I will say this. I did get on board once I saw it. I had not been a fan of the Wonder Woman series since I was a kid running around in my underoos but finally i feel like dc has a bit of a gem here you know um diana of the amazon people this this popcorn movie that just sort of exploded for me and i liked i would say 90% of this film very much i just i thought it was good i just the only parts to me that that um, i didn't like so much were like chris evans over over uh, chris pine but he can't God, he can't no. be because he's um Captain America. So that can uh, we can't do that. I would have even taken no. Chris Pratt. And I think uh, he could have no. pulled this off. I totally no. think he could have done American Boy, Spy Guy. I am
1: one hundred percent behind Chris Pine. I've loved Chris, Chris Pine. Chris Pine is creepy. He's he second to Stephen started Lane. acting. And I think that he is gonna be around for a long, long time. I don't know if anybody saw the film he did last summer, the the film set in Texas where they were bank robbers. Oh, yes. yes. I didn't see that one, actually. He was so good in that, and he's very good in the Star Trek franchise. And I think Yes, he is good. He's he's just one of those actors that can play all angles of the film. Because in this movie, he's your typical American hero, spy kind of guy. You know, we're supposed to root for him. You know what I mean? We're supposed to root for him from the beginning. And Steve Trevor was that character in the comic books wonder woman and what was the beauty of this film is that marvel allowed i'm sorry not marvel excuse me dc please no disrespect to dc dc allowed us to marinate in this film they weren't trying to tell a future film or something from the past they were letting us live in wonder woman's origin story and for those of you don't who don't know wonder woman look her up read the comics the, the actual character of Wonder Woman has been around for, a very for 75 long time. years. Yeah. wow, 1941. So the whole thing is, it's amazing to me that we finally got this story on the big screen. Because they've been yes. trying to do this film for years, they've been talking yes. about a Wonder Woman film. But Hollywood thinking, a woman couldn't carry this film, nobody's gonna go see it. Right. Because Hollywood is full of bullshit of old-ass white men who can't seem to get past... The fact that the world isn't driven by them in their decisions, but people actually want to see women carrying a film. Wow. And so yeah. guess what? It's happening and it's done by a female director. Right. So what are you going to do now? What, what's going to happen now is all the other studios trying to make something similar. Yep. Well, I guess they're definitely. they're
0: definitely gonna make something similar, and they're not gonna try and do it on an indie base anymore.
1: No, it's gonna be a big something. You're gonna have to try some big flop. What
0: I what I it's what I appreciated on the about this film is that when with with using Patty Jenkins, I thought it was really good that I could tell that there was a woman that directed this film because there were no objective, obligatory, shots. Of any parts of her body. There Mm. were no breast shots. There were no thigh shots. There were no crotch shots. There was no gaze. The
1: gaze was not there. It was
0: her in all her glory. When she walked out of a fire, it was her with her shield on her back and the... uh, The sword. The sword, the god killer on her back and her just walking through with her sort of pride. they so
2: filmed it as if she was a male superhero. They filmed yes. it as if yes. she was a male <laughs> yes. superhero, but exactly. that's because
0: yeah. it was a woman director. A woman, right. not even not even a lesbian woman would look at a woman like that unless they were looking for her in that particular setting. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. If you wanted to sexualize a woman, then okay. But if they were going to shoot Wonder Woman, you don't shoot Wonder Woman as a sexual being. Yes, she may be attractive to some, but it, it, she wasn't about that. It just... She was just this powerful, all-powerful woman. And I, myself, felt very super lesbian. I'm not saying that they were trying to be lesbian. But it just felt the fullness of my sapphic sisters as they took the beach what in here. What is sapphic sisters? Sapphic sisters, look it up. Well, for all of us that don't have time spell for a lesbian. S-A-P-H-I-C, uh, sapphic. So explain that to us. It like
2: related. It just says relating to lesbians or lesbianism, relating to Sappho or her poetry.
0: Right. Well, Sapphic, Sappho is an island in Greece okay. where they say is the Isle of Lesbos. Got it. But they try to veer off of that because they don't want... They're Kind of conservative and they don't want people to come there, so this could be if, this
1: could literally be the where uh Wonder Woman was from her island of Amazon. So, yeah, maybe
0: that's she could where it be, is. but I'm no, gonna it,
2: get, I'm gonna get Google to pronounce what, this real quick. It yes, is.
0: go ahead, Sapphic. Thank you, Sapphic. Thank you, Google. <laughs> of course, please come on, that in. Tell, tell me how I don't know how to say <laughs> Sapphic, but but I think but, it's but my thing was also that I'm sorry to interrupt you, I really love like. I know it's not lesbian, but you can't help but understand, but see some parallels. like the feminist, the strong woman that hit the beach that 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 fought with pride and strength and mm-hmm. and and knowledgeable. Like I love the puns that they used and the jokes that that would be feminist base where i e when she's like um, explaining to him like how men are only needed for procreation, not really for pleasure. Even though she wasn't advocating for lesbianism, she was just like, well, that's what I read. Like, we don't really need you for pleasure. Like, And then she was like, there was another scene where she looked, he was naked, and she was looking at his penis, and she was like, what is that? Is that average? Because, what's that? And he Did was, she really say yeah, that? Yeah, she said that. But she wasn't,
1: she, in she, talking about, she, the, was it average, she really wasn't referring to She was penis.
0: referring to him, but she said, what is that? And then she he explained, and she said, are you an average man? So essentially... Are they well,
2: suggesting that he had a big piece? No.
1: No. They're just suggesting it w- it or it, she,
0: she never met, saw a man before. She
1: had never seen a man. He was standing naked. He, he was standing been, naked he he was because he was
0: in a cleansing, uh, healing a pool mm-hmm. that they had, you know, because he was injured. So they were did healing she him. A little
2: bit, did she get a little thirsty? No, she didn't at no. all. And she that's another know part that about that's how, like, yeah. how she a know woman directed later. this film
0: Yeah. And in this, and she she even wasn't thirsty when they actually consummated. It was there was no oh, thirst. Oh, they do. So they do consummate. They do hook Of yes. consumm- the course, they hook up. Which was also
1: but very well done. As a woman, he was also very respectful of her, being that
2: she was. Oh, she could, like fucking squeeze us. Yes, yeah, she could. She him could crush
1: him in half, right. literally. Yeah. yeah. The Watch whole your p's and was, Q's, brother. But he actually respected her as a woman. One, the movie was set in World War One, right. so right, men yeah. were different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so he was very respectful of her the entire time.
0: Well, he tried to like do things politely and lightly and being her. And I love how the actress Gal uh, Gabo, right? Gadot. Gadot? Gadot. Okay. Um, but anyway, Gal Gadot. But anyway, she, Israeli actress. I really like how she played the naivete mm-hmm. of this character who was just like, Walking into the world for the first time, as her mom would say, you know, um, Diana, you know, be careful in the world of men; they do not deserve you. You know, then and that's some levels there.
2: Was be- that Robin Wright? Who who plays no. is Robin Wright in this film? Robin yeah, Wright Robin Wright is, Wright in, the is in the
0: film, but she doesn't play her mother. Ooh, she plays, I
2: love. She's her aunt. She's
0: her aunt, and she's like the general of of the Amazon army. Her mother actually is Connie Nielsen, so. Who was a little softer? Danny Hudson was in it. There was a lot of Her people. mother has been on um, um,
1: SVU with a different, a bunch of different other shows and movies. She's Connie Nielsen has been time. in a
0: ton of films. So
1: the good thing.
0: She's been in Gladiator, Devil's Advocate, One Hour Photo. She's yes.
1: also. I, and I like her. And I like her performance in this film as, as the mother. But Robin Wright is a goddess on so many levels.
0: She was kind of lesbian She
1: rules in and this not film. not just because. She rules in this film the way she rules on House of Cards.
0: Yeah. She, she's she's developed that sort of strong. She
1: is all that woman. And I remember her being Kelly Capwell on Santa Barbara, the soap opera. I remember she her. She is Barbara. so amazing.
0: you try to push her off the train. I'm
1: so I just love her as an actress. I think she's she can just actress. do some powerful work. Um and, and the like I said this film really just it' stuck to let me tell this story yeah. I'm not going to tell a million other stories yeah. I'm gonna tell this story and that's what we got to sit and watch and enjoy sure I would have liked a little some more action I would have Actually, I thought like, it was
0: action packed. Really? I would have
1: liked actually more action with the Amazon women because that battle oh, the in the Amazon beginning and, yeah. was incredible.
0: Yeah, that battle that they had was awesome. They were like flying through the air. They
1: were just flipping off a horse. and they and were bows and arrows. They and shit. came
0: to a gunfight like, with bows with, and arrows. With bows and arrows.
1: Yes, and they were they were knocking motherfuckers down. They were knocking them down. Like, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it is, So you got it was basically your cowboys and yeah. Indians with chicks on horses so it was, it was just the best thing ever and it was so exciting and i was like oh this is this is really going to be good so i was pulled in you were literally pulled in from the very yeah. beginning of the piece and and they just they kind of kept it going throughout the throughout the work and what? even when she came to to, to england to america it was know, kind of england, she was in england, england and so the minute she stepped on land in england and they're trying to
0: Change her, her. you know, to look like like the women
1: of that culture. Mm. It was just like she said, Well, what, how am I gonna fight in this? You know, because they were putting her in dresses and all these things and hats and whatever, whatever. And then she was like, "Eh."
0: She was walking around with her shield and her her sword, like, but she
1: played it. She the actress played it so well, yeah. And I think that I'm glad because when we first were introduced to Wonder Woman back during the Superman Batman film, what, two years ago now, yeah, yeah. We barely got a sprinkling of her, and, and she had to come in and save the day in that film. Yes, but she did. in this piece, we really got to sit and, and, and enjoy what one woman can do. And I, I, I have a feeling yeah, that it was, in the new ones, in this Just Sleep That's Coming, she's going to do some things in there. But well,
0: she was compassionate. Yeah, she, she was. was she heartfelt. had all those things. She was vengeful. She was. She, she was powerful she was she was delicate she she was multi-layered it was yeah. so there. She,
2: she had some range she yes. had so a much range. range
0: and it was really nice that they showed that she wasn't just this one note character they even showed her from a little girl and so she was this wild fire right. character impetuous. little impetuous kid from the very beginning who defied her mother at every turn and still you know always wanted to take it to Ares you know the god of war who was Always sort of like the enemy in this film. Mm -hmm. And she, they, they, I just, I did a good job. And I think that they, what I found interesting also is that I felt like they were all gods until the scene in the beach when you start to see some of them die off. And I'm like, oh, no wonder Woman's the only god. Like, Mm oh, right. Like, they're all, they all seem godlike and equal, Mm -hmm. including her. But,
1: well, that's why Robin Wright's character always said, you don't even know the power that's within you. You don't
0: know the power you hold, but they, well, they withheld that from her. But, you know, I just, I love that part, you know, entirely. And I just, I, I will say this too. This is another part that I, point that I had to make about this film is that I enjoyed 80 to 90% of this film. It's just the last 20 minutes or so is when it changed for me. It just went from being this good film about this sort of assertive, powerful, you know, superhero woman just directed by a film to this religious, patriarchal, don't forget your woman, stay in your place, now we're going to make her cry, sort of reduce her to the typical woman situation. That part I didn't like. I was mm-hmm. like, really? She she rode too high, too close to the sun? We had to bring her down, on taste? Is that what it was? That part bothered me a lot.
1: Well, you know, I was thinking about you when you, when you were talking about that. Yeah. But just to give people a little background on Wonder Woman because I was watching an interview about Wonder Woman actually today and the history of Wonder Woman and where the character came from. Yes. The character was literally created in the comics because the the comic book world thought that that thought that the comic books were too deadly and too dangerous and it needed something to soften it up. They wanted they wanted the comic book world not to be about so much death and destruction. They wanted a softer element brought into it. So they literally created the Wonder Woman character to bring this element of humanity and love and and,
0: and, and that kind of tension back into the comic book Well, the creator, William Marston, because I I saw the same interview you saw, he grew up with suffragettes and uh, powerful women in his own family who sort of inspired him to create this character. And he created the ninety to eighty percent of the character I loved. Right. When he died and the other men took it over, that they started change. making her Wonder Woman the Great Babysitter, or showing soldiers like holding her in their arms right. and, and and diminishing her power and until Gloria Steinem took it right, 70s. on in the seventies and she loved the character also. And, and sort of put her in her own repertoire of what was happening with feminism, uh, that's when Wonder Woman got her power back right. and started becoming this powerful woman that uh, Marston really wanted her to be. And that's that's why, at the end, I, I I felt a little disappointed, because I get it, okay, she's fighting Ares, the god of war, ultimately this was the bad guy in the film. right? And her theory in the film was that... Uh, Aries can influence people and make them mean and evil and not humanitarian-like, and um, make them suffer for each other. And she was about fighting against that, which is why the Amazons were created by Zeus to combat that uh, wayward sons, you know, sensibility. So it's just basically brother and brother and sister fighting it out over the world. But my thing was. All it was about was, you must fall to me. You must bow to me. Aries, god of war. And I was like, fuck you, dude. The fuck? She just took out all of fucking Germany. Saved like four villages. And now she's supposed to bow to you?
1: Fuck you. So you basically just had a problem with her bowing to this man
0: i just thought that how they built her up so high and she was this great woman and now she's supposed to mildred pierce this out and fucking bow to them because she has to be a woman god forbid you you flew too close to the sun sorry your brilliance is over always overshadowed by a giant penis always patriarchal society always reigns supreme just let's just let you know and we're gonna take this little thing from you that 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 was so heartfelt to you, make you cry, and make sure you understand what's what. Ultimately, yeah, she fucking kills him and beats his ass because that's what this movie is, and you know it because I'm not spoiling that. But this is what it is. Well, you
1: know, once again, in, in the whole Zeus story, and I like and, um... that they added that. In Aries, that's 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 basically Backstory. your your God story and, and him banishing and there's the, the devil out of out of heaven and all of this, that yeah. and the other. It's that story and always being that conflict between the devil and God. Yes. So we had to hear that somewhere again because these religious stories seem to weave their way back into everything that this current world seems to offer. Yes. But and that's what we got again. And it was it was interesting in the fact that okay it, even in the telling of that in the gods because this is a mythical story yes. but it's, it's it's very interesting it's very in mythical. how we t- we tend to always come back to those tropes yes we do you know what I mean and I think that I think that it's gonna be the next film and where that's gonna go will kind of lead her on a different path because. Well, we're now going to be in a different. Trace, we're going to live in a different place in time because we went from World War One mm-hmm. to present day. Yes. So we're going to see where 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 she'll be in this place in this time. But I think, like I said, they really did a good job. I'm proud of DC for finally they getting do this done, and, and 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 showing that. Because I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna be a lot of lot of knockoffs of, of this because Hollywood's gonna be well. Oh my God, a woman oh, a woman. Helmed. can carry this movie a and woman helmed helmed the movie.
0: film can be directed by a, fel- right. a woman and carried off of course it was written by men but
1: yeah whatever I'm just like I said it, it's, it gives me hope and it gives me sadness because I know there's going to be some bad situations coming but you know what I, I I totally recommend this movie. I wasn't really gung ho to see it either because I. all I kept thinking was, "Oh, this is gonna be Wonder Woman spinning around and, and yeah, a I, fool. I was like, I'm not I didn't want to see that either." <laughs> but I'm like, okay, well here we go. So, but it was good, and I was I was engaged in it as a comic book reader. It gave me all of the excitement of the comic books, and and it, it made me feel. Good about it, and I, and I, I totally recommend it to other people to see. It's one of those films you could actually take your kids to. Take to. kids to, yeah. And because um, it was PG thirteen, I wish we would get away from that, but I guess we can't because we want the world to see a film. But
0: America's scared.
1: We're scared of everything. We're but, scared of
0: tits and ass. We can cuss and blow people up, but we're scared of tits and ass.
1: Well. Okay, true.
0: That's pretty much what it was. That's why PG-13 reigned supreme. You can cuss. You can blow a person's head off of his shoulders. um, (laughs) But, God forbid, a nipple appears or a vagina. That's why there's so many closeted freaks now shooting and killing people out of their repression because they can't help it.
1: Oh, because they're scared of nipples?
0: They're scared of everything.
1: Oh, got it. Sex, okay.
0: sex is, sex is taboo in America.
2: But sex sells.
0: Sex sells because it's taboo in America. Yeah, I guess. You go so. to France and there's tits everywhere. Nobody cares. There's nothing like that. I
2: just came from Spain and France, and I can attest there just was tits, tits everywhere. everywhere. Nice on the playa, on the plage, yeah. on the beach, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> everywhere.
0: Your... They have no issue with it. Pick
2: your sandy
1: locale. Well, you know we have we have a lot of. Repression, and I think it had to do with the Puritans coming over here. And, we have and a lot of religious oppression. It, it's all spun around that. Yes. But I think that you know, as I said, films like this give me some hope, they do. and and I'm I'm hoping to see other women directors getting finally getting their shine. Yes, in in the filmmaking world and that you know, there's more opportunity opening up because of that and better roles being written for women. Right. Not just older women taking older on women. older, better roles, but also younger women. Yeah. Because they, there's just no reason for it to just be the same old story all the time. So yes. I'm, I'm happy to see that. And I think this this actress, she played that part 100%.
0: Yes. Um, on multiple levels. Our resident Kiwi, please say her name again So we get it right. Who's that? Wonder Woman.
2: Uh oh, Gal Gadot?
0: Yes. Gal, fantastic. I truly believe that this was a good film. I became a fan once again. Uh, haven't been one since my underoos, but I'm, I'm loving this. And I'm really loving Gal's uh, interpretation of this role. I'm loving Patty Jenkins for shooting this correctly and, 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 and making us view her as an actual entity and not as parts. And um, I know they got you, Patty. The last 10, 20 minutes, but you can't help that. You did what you could, and and you and you fought the good fight. And I think overall, it was it was fantastic. And I agree with Vaughn. Take your friends, take your family, take some dates. It's a good show to be had by all. Um, and I think that's it for us for now. Awesome. So I think we're gonna say goodbye for now. But we're gonna invite you to join us on all our. Social media websites on Twitter we are at Beer Bourbon Mov. That's Beer Bourbon Mov. And on Instagram we're Beer Bourbon and a Movie. And on Facebook we are Beer Bourbon and a Movie. So please uh, come back and join us for the next show. So good to have you. Oh wait, one more thing. Hashtags very important. BBM. It's us in BlackBerry Messenger. So we will see it. So please hashtag. All your thoughts or your ideas all your beliefs. We'll answer questions.
1: And any films you want to see, let us know.
0: Yeah, please let us know. This is a this is a conversation we're including y'all. Thanks again. Till next time, film fans. This is Beer Bourbon and a movie.